Welcome to Game Dev's Quest, your once-weekly podcast chronicling the journey of myself, Rhett, and uh, my my best buddy Taylor over there. Yeah, girl, What's up, guys, how you doing? Uh, chronicling our journey into game development. Um, chronicling our That's quest. That's normally when you say I am your host, Rhett, and yeah. this is my buddy Taylor. But you already did it. Yeah, because I'm trying. It's it's questing, dude. I'm just questing, just like trying <laughs> some new stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, so uh, this unique podcast for us, we're actually recording on a Saturday rather than uh, our usual Friday slot because uh, I was hella sick yesterday and uh, didn't want to be bothered, and uh, Taylor uh, was kind enough to let me uh, get off the hook, and so here we are. Um, we're basically recording this as kind of a trial warm-up uh, here in about an hour or hour and a half or so. We're going to have our buddy Roxom. Uh, from Twitch TV uh, coming on to chill out, talk some game dev, uh, talk about the tools he uses, and I don't know, maybe get personal. I hope he gets a little personal, yeah. you know? He's like, I fucking I hate you, Rhett. I hate your personal, accent. Dude. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, he's like, I fucking hate brunettes. I hate your beard. You look stupid. And I'll be like, <laughs> dude, don't get so personal, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, uh, dude. We're going to take everything he says personally, too. So, um,. Yeah, sorry that you were sick, dude. I bugged the crap out of you yesterday. It's cool. I was like really hoping that uh, my life would go back to normal and we could podcast, but uh, it didn't really. Um, so that worked out pretty fine. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better today. Thanks, man. But yeah, I think we got some interesting stuff to talk about here today before we hit up Roxom. Yeah. Um, dude, uh, Taylor was texting me earlier. I just want to jump right into this, if that's cool. Taylor was texting yeah, me earlier about um, like statistics on the time that we spend. Well, it all started about the time it takes to become a master, right? And you've all heard that old axiom that uh, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something, which uh, you'll hear over the course of this conversation, I sort of think is bullshit. But uh, <laughs> but that's for the sake of the conversation. That's the old adage that they say, um, and we're gonna like look at time that we spent doing other things, and how you know how it stacks with things that we want to be good at, things that we just waste time doing, <laughs> all of that sort of stuff. Uh, I thought this yeah. was really interesting, and I knew it was gonna be a good topic because me and Taylor were like texting about it all day when that came up. <laughs> So, yeah, I actually, I wish that I would have got a, a little bit more, I wish that we would have had more time to sit down and estimate some things because it would have been kind of fun because we had talked about like, man, I wonder how long it takes for us to like, or how long we've taken pooping in our lives and, and how long we've, you know, like washed the dishes or whatever it is. Um, but it all kind of started for me with, uh, so on July 10th, what was that like Monday on Monday? Um, I so every day I have this book called The Daily Stoic that uh, Ryan Holiday and some other guy wrote, and every day he gives you kind of like this little piece of stoic wisdom, and then he kind of dissects it, uh, you know, all in under a page. It's usually like three paragraphs, and um, puts it into like 
common day perspective. And so it started off that day um, basically about like making sure you take time uh, to do the things that you're passionate about, you know, and not to just let time escape you and, and waste it doing things you don't care about. So that started. And then I was listening to episode 50 of Butterscotch or Coffee with Butterscotch. And they brought up this idea about the 10,000 hour rule, which I've heard over and over um, about basically if you spend 10,000 10, hours doing anything, you, you will essentially master whatever it is that you're doing. And so they were talking about how, um, well, they always talk about how I'm going to be game developers. And they mostly just talk about it. They don't actually do anything about it. And then they were like, well, what about those people who do something about it, but only spend, say, like, you know, 30 minutes a day? How long will it take them to become a master of game development? And I don't know. I mean, 30 minutes a day to get to 10,000 hours, that's 20,000 days, right? <laughs> That'll take a long time to get to. So it just kind of got me thinking, like, holy crap, I'm 28, and... Uh, I don't know how long I'll live. You know, I could die today. I could die 10 years from now, 50 years from now. I don't know. But I was interested and I Googled the like life expectancy of people in the US, which surprisingly, it hasn't gone down since like 1992. Like it's continued to rise. But last year it went down. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of crazy, especially since we're talking about like all this healthcare stuff, like, you know, getting rid of uh, healthcare for, you know, whatever. Well, I'm, we I'm aren't talking say. about it. Well, I know, we're uh, not. In fact, we don't, nobody's we're not talking, about talking about it because it's been behind closed doors. Yeah. It's a topic but, of discussion uh, among circles like us. But we don't get <laughs> to actually talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Anyways, I looked at the, the U.S. life expectancy for women. Now, keep in mind, this, this is generic, you know, like it's broken down into men and women, but it doesn't take into consideration like race or, you know, anything like that. It's just on average. So on average in the U.S., women live to 81.2 years. Men, however, this, is, this actually kind of shocked me. The difference between the two like I already I always heard that men did not live as long as women but I did not realize how much like shorter of a lifespan men have on average so men average 76.3 years yeah so that's almost five years difference but think about see and this is amazing because this is like this is just like the routine like smh comment that like bailey makes to me all the time you know smh shaking my head um <laughs> she'll just be like yep this is why women live longer than men like, you know <laughs> it's like uh i went from i went from over the years like not wanting to ever ride a motorcycle to now i've been riding a motorcycle every day for like you know what's it been like a week two weeks or whatever i only just got my endorsement the other day but and bought a motorcycle um yeah. but already you know it's like I was like, yeah, I'm going to ride to the post office. She's like, it's two blocks away. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to ride. And she's like, yep, this is why women live longer than men. <laughs> you know, or, or uh, I, can't well, even, I, I can't even think of all of the examples, but just think of the unhealthy lifestyle choices that men seem to partake in 
like in huge margins over women in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, smoking, and, and that drinking. might tie into like body image kind of stuff that like is put out by, Ooh. you know, media or whatever you know like Dude, women we on average deep. will probably weigh less and be more fit because there's pressure on them to look a certain way whereas men doesn't really matter like like it's funny when when people say like you know women shouldn't be allowed to like take their shirt off but then you see some dude who weighs like you know way more than he should and is just kind of like grotesque and nasty with his shirt off it's like well we, i don't know we could use but. more topless women <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think it is true to say that, that men in general, I mean, I don't have any stats to back this, but it seems like men would behave more in a risky way than women or, you know, just... Routinely, and I don't think you need yeah. the stats. I think you could just look to insurance companies. Dry, auto insurance, for example. Men, yeah. younger men, particularly on average, spend more money on insurance than women do. Yeah. And well, I that think, is a stat, th- by the way. But <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you were saying you didn't have the stats in front of you or whatever, and I just mean like we don't need it. Yeah. Like it's a well-established right. sort of just common uh, idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just even in our in our pop culture, you know, the whole idea of like young men just having to pay up the butt for insurance, and it's because yeah. they're crazy, dude. They drive faster. Uh, um. They make way more aggressive decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you're right. That is a stat. I didn't mean to take away from that. I just mean like no, <laughs> somebody's done the legwork for us. <laughs> I was being Mr. Technical there. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, so I thought that was just kind of interesting and crazy. Um, and so I did some math with this. Basically, I took like a few a few things and did all the math to kind of like put it in a little bit more into perspective. And so if, if you're a woman, if span is 81.2 years, you're going to wit, you're going to live 29,638 days. So nearly 30,000 days, whereas men uh, would live 27,849 and a half days. So almost 28,000 days. So that's 2000 days difference, which is kind of crazy. I broke it down into hours as well, which I don't know if we should really... You want me to throw these out? Do whatever you want, man. <laughs> All right. So women, if it, 81.2 years is 711,312 700, hours uh, total. But then I also figured like most, a lot of that time is asleep. So a third of that is being asleep. So the number of awake hours is 400 around 474,000 hours awake. Whereas men, it's basically like 668,000 hours total and 445,000 hours awake. I mean, those are large numbers, but like we don't even get to live a million hours. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) crazy. I didn't go minutes, but... uh, And then, so for us, I, I looked at us. You know, today is... Today is July 15th, 2017. I've lived 28 years, uh, basically 28 years and a month and a half is how long I've lived. So I've lived 10,265 days. That's a lot. (laughs) That's pretty impressive, yeah. So if one third of your life is up if you're a woman. (laughs) Well, no, yeah, more so. 
I did some percentages. I've already lived based on the average number of years I should live as an as a <laughs> U.S. male. I've already lived almost thirty seven percent of my life. <laughs> Dude, you got now. You have to get a fast car or a motorcycle. Like that's uh, the only uh, like. How are you going to cope with that knowledge that you're already <laughs> at thirty seven percent of your life spent? But not only that, dude. Like most of that was spent without any like agency. To yeah, live your own life. Like, you know, uh, when would you say you started exercising your own agency? Like, I know. to me, it was probably like 15 years old, maybe like 14. Yeah, I'd say so. We're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. It's just crazy. It, it was, it really put things into perspective for me. So, Rhett, on the other hand, Rhett is 26 years and seven months old, and uh, he has lived. Almost 35% of his life. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God I haven't hit that seven, that 37 mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've lived over 10,000 days. Rhett has not hit the 10,000 day mark, but it's coming, it's coming within the year. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so uh, fun fact as well. I... I went into our Steam accounts. Oh, here we go. I wish that we had like total amounts, and I also wish that Steam tracked time a long time ago because I, I, sh- I am pretty sure I have more hours in Counter Strike Source than I have in Dota. But my my most hours tracked is on Dota, which is 545 hours. That's 22.7 days of my life I've spent playing Dota. It's not that bad. That's well. That's of my awake life, dude. So, uh, that's 0.2% of my entire life and 0.3% of my awake life. So <laughs> <laughs> less than a percent, but still quite a lot. All right. So Rhett, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> Rhett has spent 1,811 hours playing Dota. That's a total of 75 and a half days which is 0.77% of his total life so far and 1.16% of his awake life. (laughs) (laughs) You spent over 1% of your awake life playing Dota. How crazy is that? That's not crazy at all. And that that doesn't even take into account the amount of time I've spent watching it, the amount of time I've spent reading about it. (laughs) <laughs> uh you know like so so what do you what's your estimate of your awake life like three or four percent and maybe two two okay just double it because yeah. i mean but i don't know maybe not like i guess i could just be grossly over exaggerating it but i've listened to a lot of podcasts i used to read a lot i used to watch i used to watch yeah. twitch as i was like going to bed like you know yeah Gotta see how Arteezy plays that warlock on top lane, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it got me thinking too, like I wonder how many hours I've spent playing video games in general. Right. Now that is gonna be a significant portion. If that, that would probably if that's be one percent of my awake life, then imagine counting all of the rest because that was only started like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> you know? dude. Um, yeah, I well, I'm sure I have at least the amount of hours you have uh, in Dota in Age of Empires 2 when I was growing up. And yeah. then, like, you know, not to mention all the other games that 
I played. I bet you, I bet you for me, it's probably like five to 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I don't know. Like thinking about going to school, thinking about playing sports, thinking about all the menial stuff you have to do in the day, like making your lunch, eating your food, whatever. Waste of time uh, shit, yeah. Sitting in a car. Oh, like, God. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I wonder, I wonder also how long, just with everything, we really have time to like time to do things that we can choose to do you know like not that we're not choosing to go to work like we are actually choosing to go to work but we're also not you know you gotta pay your bills you gotta pay your bills yep but i bet you the amount of free time that you have in your awake life is is pretty small because on average i'd say like per day you know while I'm at work, it'd probably be like two to three hours at most. So that's like one eighth of my awake time. Yeah. We weekends are different. Weekends will bump that number up, but it's probably like it's it's probably less than a third of my time total. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. <laughs> a third and of my people, time total. Some people it's even less. Things that I want to do. Some people it's even less. And it's interesting yeah. because so this is kind of tied into it too. So the the whole conversation that we had the other day about the 10,000 hours to become a master to do something. Yeah. So some people have kids and their freedom of like time to do things goes down. Mm-hmm. But then some people have kids and obviously that time goes down. So they make more time or actually uh, use what time that they have way more efficiently and therefore become yeah. way more productive. Right. Like I always uh, take, for example, like I think Louis C.K., uh, the comedian, talked about this. Maybe, I don't know where I heard him talk about it, but he was saying like he always wanted to be a comic and do all this stuff, but it never really quite clicked for him how much work it was until he had kids. And all of a sudden... You know, he's putting the kids to bed and then he's writing jokes all night, you know, and he's working on his routine all night and he's doing all this and then going and doing the day job during the day. And it was just how much extra time he was able to find because he understood exactly how precious free time was. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that, which is which is interesting. But there's a lot of people who are not like that. They just (laughs) don't. Yeah. And that's why, like, as you said, you don't really think the 10,000 hour thing is true. And I tend to agree with you. I think, well, for one thing, 10,000 hours of doing something is really vague. Like, I'm going to spend 10,000 hours programming. Yeah. If you're, what if you're just doing the same thing over and over and over? Yeah, console.writeline, hello world. Yeah. How long (laughs) does that take to master? Right. Do you have to do it 10,000 hours worth until you've mastered (laughs) console.writeline? So that kind of um, like to some extent you have to you have to specify something um, yeah that has like a, a small enough scope but yet a big enough scope to be considered a master over like well was, we could dissect it right like we can do it just like we did but at the same time like I always envision it in terms of like piano playing that's where my mind goes for the for the mastery ten thousand yeah. hours practicing piano not just hammering it and play, messing around but actually like practicing it 
that'll sure that'll make you a master in all regards of playing that instrument right but so me and me and one of my coworkers were talking about this as well and it was like well but then if you're just saying playing piano like there's some people that are classical pianists but then there are some people who are jazz pianists and you know whatever else and they may be a master of piano but not of like if you're a jazz pianist you might not be great at classical and vice versa and then also what happens if you hit that 10,000 hour mark and there's somebody else who's like 40,000 hours are you the same level of masters <laughs> no. but like, see and this is why i i do believe that the 10,000 hours thing is just a it's not true it's just something that we say because yeah. the truth is like how many hours have you put into like opening pickle jars yeah have you ever been like completely just bested by a pickle yeah. jar like well so so alia my wife is she's getting her phd essentially in that's right and she was in we what you cut out this. there huh it's what you cut out Oh, uh, she's getting her PhD in in, in uh, human physiology, so she's going to have a PhD in science, you know, whatever, specifically in human physiology. But we were we were talking about this too, and she was saying, well, scientifically, that ten thousand they used that ten thousand hour mark a lot, um, but it's not it's it's not necessarily, you know, it's thought of as like okay, as a kid. When you learn to walk, when you walk for 10,000 hours, like scientifically, you are a master of walking. But you can also be doing lots of other stuff at the same time, like walking and talking at the same time. Mm -hmm. And once you've walked and talked at the same time, then you're a master of both of them. Or, you know, walked and talked 10,000 hours, you're a master of both of them, mm -hmm. you know? So scientifically, I guess they use that as kind of a... as a Barometer. Barometer. But I think what it's generally and this is what they were saying on on butterscotch coffee with butterscotch was like generally like you just have to do something a lot yeah to become a master right so um, see and i hate quantifying well, it because there are people obviously who put in less time and are yeah. way better at things right. you know just like naturally inclined people or whatever it might be or maybe i mean there's any number of reasons you know and i think right. like I don't know. There's a lot of like socioeconomic things that go into it that I don't know. It, it's so complex, but yeah, it's, I mean, well, it's kind of like too, like at the beginning when we were talking about the life expectancy, I mean, it's good to kind of have that as a ballpark figure, right. but it, it's not true for everyone, you know? It, yeah. It, it doesn't consider a lot of different factors. Um, well, let, let's just jump in really quick to a couple more of the stats about that. So 10,000 hours, if let's just say that's the mark. If you hit 10,000 hours in game development. You're a master. You're a master. No one will doubt you're master. <laughs> so just to kind of show what that is uh, from a different perspective, 10,000 hours is 416 and two-thirds days. 20 two-thirds like 24-hour days that's 625 days of awake time where we're assuming that you spend eight hours of sleep per day or if you're going to be working 
eight hours a day on something, which see this, th and this is how I think most people become masters of something is by getting it as a job and devoting 40 hours a week to it. You know? So I, I also broke down the stat of work days, which is uh, 1,250 work days. So it's 1,250 days where you spend eight hours that day on something, um, which is nearly five years, by the way. So 4.79 uh, work years. <laughs> yeah. It would take to get there. That sounds about right given because that, there's like an average given, of like 2,000 hours in a work year, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So it's this, a long time. See, this begs the question, and I think we've had similar debates like this before, where like how much benefit is there to such a like clinical dissection of a thing? Because when you hear that you need to work at something five years, eight days a week, five days a week, or eight hours a day for five days a week for five years to become a master at it, does that make you want to become a master at something? Does it make you, does it make you, I mean, obviously I think it could sort of, um, compel you a little bit to be like, all right, well, I do have to spend time doing this, especially if it's something that's important to you. Like, let's take game development as an example, which is like something that you're, well, we both are passionate about, but you are exceptionally passionate about when you hear that you got to put five years, eight hours a day. When, how do you have fun on your weekends? You know, like, wouldn't you just be like, well, I may as well get another eight hours in, you know, like, <laughs> well, yeah, so that's the thing. So, um, and I think I may have mentioned this before. It's one of those things, especially when you don't work in game dev, like when you do some other kind of job, that's not related to that. Like when you're not working, you have to try to spend the majority of your free time, you know, putting in time into game development or whatever it is that your passion is because those hours will add up. I mean, let me look at my stat here really quick. Um, just since, just since May 1st. So that's what two and, two and, and a half months. months. I've put in 131 hours of game dev, which I mean, that's like 1% of 10,000 hours or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a lot, but in two and a half months, I've already done one percent. Yeah. While while doing other things, so at that rate, it it probably would take me, you know, more than ten years to become a master. Mm -hmm. But it's possible. But what it like, what I get from it is, like, we have such a finite amount of time that if we actually want to be a master in something that we're passionate about, you have to put in that time, or you have to find a way to make that your like priority like like that should be your day job at so, that point so what if you put your 10,000 hours in and you just you just can't compete at the same level as other people like is it time wasted i don't think it's time wasted because what if i put another uh, it... 8,000 hours you know into dota and <laughs> do you like am i guaranteed to like get a spot on the international like am i you know what i mean like and if not did i waste ten thousand hours i think that's a question you have to answer for yourself um 
I mean, if you enjoy Dota enough to put 10,000 hours into it, maybe it's not a waste of time. But realize that that 10,000 hours is gone and you're never getting it back. So, right. You know. So, see, and then this brings me to my other, like, sort of ethical question. Um, Not ethical, like, in the sense of, like, morally right or wrong, but ethical on, like, the sense of, of living the best life possible. So... You're going to die someday. Now, does that mean that, you know, you go out bright, you know, you eat whatever you want, you smoke, you drink, you have fun, um, and you live how you want, just knowing that, like, someday you're going to be dead no matter what? Or do you, like, take care of yourself, eat healthy, exercise, knowing that, like, one day you could just step out off a curb and get hit by a car and it wouldn't, like, none of your healthy choices mattered? Yeah, man. Again, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, I think you're just asking rhetorically, but yeah. you're trying to get my perspective. Like, yeah, no, I, I, because see, you and I, this is one thing that I know we differ on. I yeah. mean, I don't necessarily live life unhealthily, but what? <laughs> Bailey's looking at me like, "Yes, you do, fat ass." <laughs> <laughs> As you're like dipping, like, I don't know deep fried like cheese sticks in a tub of nacho cheese <laughs> no that's just butter <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um i do uh bailey said it you i enjoy the finer things in life whatever that means like you know i like a good cigar or a glass of scotch um i like riding my motorcycle which is itself is sort of like an inherently dangerous thing whereas you even in your you know your your financial mind live a lot more for like the future than i would even though like obviously i feel like i'm financially sound like you know making decent money putting some away and like investments and retirement stuff you know probably not i mean not the same as you but i mean obviously i have a mind for that but like you you know you're thinking about that all the time like you're <laughs> always planning for like that over the hill future yeah i don't know why i am like that though you know i i think it's just something either that i was brought up in or it's just something that's inherently part of who i am like i think we talked one time about my style of play in age of empires or real-time strategy in general which is that I love having like the tanks. that safe that safety net around me. Like I have oh, castle yeah. walls or like you know just natural walls with trees. Yeah, and I just sit there and I get my economy going like crazy, dude. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I hit end game and I hit that population cap like instantly. And, and then, then you I just, just keep go it maxed. And flood the enemy. You yeah. Know? So I don't know. It See, might just be our styles. And then it's interesting to me because then you s- because. I don't I'm not saying you've done it the wrong way or I've done it the right way but see I think part of that is because like your parents have always sort of set a path for you even when you were a kid it's like you're going to go to school you're going to get good grades so you can go to a good college and get a good job and that's always especially for a kid like that's always like over the hill right like that's yeah. that that's that like tomorrowland basically yeah and so it's the same thing like people who are professional sports players sports ballmans uh (laughs) (laughs) 
you make it sound like you don't know much about sports, but you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these people, right? Like now you, for example, you're great at basketball and I'm sure like, oh, thanks. I bet if you put the time in, like you could compete like, you know, maybe like not in the NBA, but like, you know, like, like the triple A league or whatever it would be like in baseball. You know what I mean? Like the, the minors, I guess. Uh, like if you put the time in, cause that's just like, you're physically inclined and, uh, you're smart and have good game sense and all of this sort of stuff. But now you're late twenties and you haven't put the time in it. And there are people who have put, you know, by your age, that's all they've ever done with their whole lives. And so there's yeah. no chance of catching up and being able to get to do something like that professionally ever you know what i mean and it's the same thing with like musicians the reason like there are so many like musicians who are really great is because they get that break in their life where they can literally just play music every day their whole lives and yeah <laughs> well so i i think i know what you're getting at though is like is there time for us to catch up and the answer is yeah, yeah. i mean you used louis ck as an example earlier so yeah. there's you know there's yeah. an example right there. And yeah, I mean, and I think about this all the time. It's like, man, wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been really cool if I was around back in like the eighties and I was learning how to program back then. And now, you know, I would know like the ins and outs of like everything, everything. because at the time, like things were so, you know, so different. Everyone had to build things on their own, you know, yeah. I'd be like such a master programmer, you know, but no, I'm not. You might not be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. It's okay. Like there's still time. And, and actually the fact is that because those people did that stuff back then, now it's even easy to do it. Yeah. Imagine, try, imagine if we were back in the eighties right now and we had, we were trying to do something like what we're doing right now. And we had to start from scratch and we had to build our own game. I know. I and know. like everything, like it would just be crazy. I think that the chances of us actually getting in and building a game at that point would be next to nothing. Yeah. See, it's interesting because now back then there were a few hills in which you could be the king of. Uh, but nowadays yeah. you can just go and make your own hill. Um which is uh, m what Americans do best anyways, right? Like, <laughs> think about all the, like, obscene world records and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. That always makes me chuckle. But, you know, you want to do something, you go out and do it. Even if it's a niche thing, well, you go up and build that hill and become the king of it and attract, you know, people to uh, your cause or, or um, whatever it might be, you know, to your following or... I don't know. It is interesting. And I'm, there's definitely no right answer in any of these uh, questions that come up. I just was interested in uh, your perspective. Yeah. Well, uh, let me one more time before we get away from the stats, just say there, there is still time. Even if you're listening to this podcast and you're like in your 60s, there is still time. <laughs> let me pose this though. <laughs> Does a 60-year-old stand a chance at getting in the major leagues, like for sports or for well, definitely not for sports. Sorry. But you know, like even like esports, for example, like they say, like after your mid twenties, 
like your ref- your uh, reflex speed diminishes by those like fractions of seconds that are that important. That's why like yeah. Clinton Loomis, uh, who was fear for evil geniuses, he Dota two, yeah for Dota two, um, from Oregon, holla. Yeah, what up, boy? He was like, they literally called him Old Man Fear because, I mean, he, I don't even think he was 30 when he retired, but, but, well, I mean, he was playing two years ago when they won the, yeah, uh, yeah, you're older than me. I think he's 29. Yeah. And see, and it makes you wonder, like, how much of that is experience? How much of that is, like, the scientific skill? Because, like, I sort of predict a point where, remember, Nike, like, had scientifically, like, crafted this shoe that was like, well, we thought we reached the pinnacle of human speed. And we thought that it couldn't go up any higher. But we laser crafted this shoe that fits in such a way that now sprinters, they can increase their time by 3.5%. Or not increase their time, but increase their speed or their like shave 3.5% off of their personal record times for sprint races. Dang. So like I've I've always sort of like predicted a point where like obviously um, sports will just come down it, like Gattaca. Have you ever seen the movie Gattaca? Okay, yeah. this is a perfect example of like this sort of thing where like you're just going to be excluded from certain things because like scientifically you just can't compete you know with the people who scientifically can compete and like doesn't that just like make you like make you so sad like yeah it does i mean but that's part of aging like right okay so maybe not even aging but just in general like well yeah even in general i mean like i will never play in the nba there there are guys who are even shorter than me. I'm like, I'm five eleven. There are yeah. guys that are shorter than me that made it to the NBA, but it is far more difficult to make yeah. it in the NBA. If you're five, six, than if you're six ten. Yeah. You know? So like, there are things that will make it a lot more difficult for you. But what I was going to say was, so golf, my dad plays golf and he's a great golfer. He shoots usually in the seventies uh, for 18 holes. And I'm much younger than him. I I don't play nearly as often as him. Even if I did, I don't think I'd hit it as far as him. But there's going to be a time where he is old enough to where he can't hit it nearly as far as he can. And maybe he's already hit that point. I don't know. He still hits it out there a long ways. But, like, at at a certain point, you're just not going to be as, like... Physically capable. Physically capable, which is okay. That's just part of the process. But, you know... You can pick and choose what you do. I'm sure 70 year olds that are like master chess players. And that doesn't even matter how old you are, you know? Like for the most part. Yeah. So No, I agree um, with your outlook on all that sort of stuff. I just wanted to I just yeah, wanted to hear play, you. Play devil's advocate. No. Those people are douches. <laughs> well, okay, let me let me read my stats really. <laughs> yes, quick, yes, though. yes. About old age okay. or something. So there's we'll start still time. with ours, okay? Um, technically, for this 10,000-hour mark, right, you and I could have mastered something many times. Yeah. It would take us... Pickle so jars. Far, four, if I spent 4.1% of my life trying to, ma- or, you know, doing something, I would be a master of it. You would be 4.3%. 
uh, for for people in general, like let's say a man who lives um, the average age, it's only 1.5% of your total lifespan to master something or 2.25 roughly of your awake time. So you can master quite a few things in your life if you dedicate the time to it, you know? So what is that? Like two, 2.5, 2.25 of your awake time. That'd be if you spent all of your awake time just mastering something until you hit that 10,000 hour mark and then went on to something else, you can master 40 things. That's pretty good for a human, you know? It is pretty good. So anyways, I thought it was interesting. It was kind of like a little bit of like a kick in the pants. A little like, you know, like a little booster, a little booster, like, hey, make time because time is only going away. Yeah. You know? And who knows, man? Step out on that curb. It's all gone. Won't matter anyway. <laughs> Life is <Red>. meaningless. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, technically it it may not matter here in an, even a minute. But keep pushing. Keep doing it. Cool. Cool. Well, um, how are we doing on time? I don't know how you feel. Uh, we're about 40 minutes, which would be uh, one of our shorter episodes, shorter. but I'm totally cool doing that and then taking a little break before we... Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, just to talk a little bit more, um, Rhett and I got back into some of our uh, tournament fighter game this week. We mm-hmm. spent some time working on the C-sharp game, and that's been cool. I think we're going to take another stab at it i know we've been talking about unity quite a bit which... well we laid the frank freaking foundation for this whole thing and then just like abandoned it like we got to the point where we started to get to add like fun flavor like the I blackjack know, game and then just stopped yeah uh, and it was because of the it was because of the game jam that was like the main reason um, yeah it was but maybe we should game jam this one day and just like dude that would actually be a really good idea and i mean we don't need art we don't I don't really know how music would work, to be honest. I don't with the console. I app. tried to read about up on that because we had talked about that before, and I just don't think that it's really feasible. Yeah. So I could be wrong. It might be worth visiting again because it'd be really cool, even if it's just like get some eight bit, you know, something yeah. rolling on it. Well, what we can do instead is when we have the finished game, we can like make Here's music a soundtrack. and then tell them, yeah, well, and then tell them, okay, when you get to this part, make sure to open file. You know, like yeah. the bar, yeah, <laughs> and play that music while you're while you're in there. Uh, That's true. Yeah, we could it. totally do that. <laughs> but see, it seems like it would be really feasible to put that in the freaking console that it just yeah. like it that it just reaches into the files and would play some music for you just like that. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think that the console's not really meant for what we're doing with it necessarily. But then again, I don't know. Dwarf Fortress has don't they have music in Dwarf Dwarf Fortress? I don't know to be honest. Yeah, we're three so. examining. If not, we'll just create it like a, a YouTube playlist. It's like yeah. go to timestamp twelve dot thirty five to for the bar music. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty fun. Um, right now we're working on the blackjack game, which has been cool. Um, so hopefully we'll uh, again be putting in our code samples like we used to be doing, and uh, giving you guys more updates along the way. Maybe have too because i think god like when we got back to it the other night and we like opened it up and like we're playing some of it it was like god why did we stop this is actually pretty cool yeah it was a lot of fun (laughs) 
<laughs> so cool anyways, man um you want to do like our normal challenges and stuff yeah why don't we uh try to meet two times this week to work on the game together okay also you need to use chopsticks Ooh. once a day i don't care well, like i like I said before, though, it's hard to use chopsticks. Use it to eat your dude. freaking popcorn stuff, dude. Get a little bowl right. and use it to pick up your smart pop or whatever you eat. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. I fully expect you to fail this challenge, Taylor, but that's okay. Uh, Once I'll a day, use chopsticks. All right, I'll do it. You even have one day less since it's Saturday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and we'll meet two times. At least. At least. Cool, oh, man. also, we uh, after we're done recording Rock Zom's podcast, let's let's try and get it out um, at like the normal time. Yeah. Agreed. Be cool. Sounds good, man. So yeah, uh, if you guys haven't yet, go back in time, listen to our interview with Rock Zom. It's gonna be a uh, uh, it's gonna be a blast. It'll be um, a blast. So it should be episode. Um, what seventeen? 20, oh, I don't know. Eighteen. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be episode eighteen. Um, or or it might be a dot something. Yeah. Eighteen dot one. It's definitely gonna be with an eighteen in that number somewhere. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for it. It's gonna be labeled, guys. You're the ones with the time machines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, unless you got anything else you want to add, I think we're gonna button this up uh, so we can get uh, ready for rock some. Yeah. Make sure you guys use your time wisely. Yeah, use your time wisely. Yeah, for sure. And that's, a, I think, a good uh, sort of, um, not recipe, but a good uh, sort of use for mindfulness. Uh, live in the present. Don't get too uh, overwhelmed uh, with, you know, the prospect of freaking, you know, making sure that every second is spent exactly how it needs to be, but be mindful of the time you've got be mindful of your present so that you're using it wisely and uh live fruitful lives guys that's right it's a game dev way boom <laughs> all, <laughs> all right, right guys. thanks for tuning in as always uh, you can hit us up on twitter at game devs quest email us at gdq at airpodcast.com what else we got right uh you can give us a like on facebook we're at facebook.com slash airpodcast um and uh, yeah, we're also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash GameDevsQuest. Uh, that's a good one. We're trying to do more streams more often. And if we're not there, maybe we're uh, hosting Rockzom. So yeah. um, he streams all the freaking time. So if you don't catch yeah. him on his channel, come check him out on ours. And uh, he gets the views for that too. So it uh, should be pretty cool. But uh, we do highly recommend going to his channel because he's got a fun chat room and all that sort of stuff. So For real. But until next time, guys, uh, of course... Yeah. I've been Rhett. I hate you. I hate everything about you. Well, uh, I didn't hear anything you said, but here we go. Cue it. <laughs> Cue that music. <laughs>